Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi friend, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here, so glad that we get to share this space today. I'm recording this in the mid-winter period. The sun is in the sign of Aquarius, and we are working with the energy of seeds and the little sprouts that are coming up. You might start seeing signs of spring, or they may still be underneath a thick blanket of snow. But we're working with the sort of energy of like the potential that something has been planted and something is beginning to grow, even if we don't know what it is yet or how it's going to look in this growing cycle. So there's like the energetics of the seed work, and then there's the mechanics, right? I have a lot of friends who are growing starts from seed right now in their greenhouses or in these little, uh, you know, flats in their homes. And I don't know enough about that. I'm not starting anything from seed this year. That feels like advanced level stuff. But I know that there's a lot that goes into like how much water the little things need, what kind of soil, how much light or how much heat do they need. And today I want to see if we can sort of bring in the energetics and the mechanics into a conversation about the job search, that there is part of it that is absolutely about your energy and your approach and some of the behind the scenes efforting that you make or like the magic that you make around transitions in your working life and then there are also like the mechanics of how do you um, get into the next thing. So today I'm going to talk about ways to be with fears that might come up around layoffs or economic uncertainty or just the, the natural fear that can come up when we're facing something unknown. I'm going to share some nature-based ways to think about a job search and some sort of deeper, less tangible, but very, very important things that you can do to transition into the next thing with a lot of integrity and alignment and what you can do if you're getting a lot of rejections. So I will be sharing some like tactical, strategic stuff, but I think my contribution to this conversation is to highlight all of the things that are that you have agency over and are empowered to do in order to make a transition that feels right to you. And I hope today's episode helps you think about things differently and feel just a little less burdened or constrained if that's how you're feeling in relation to your working life or in relation to a job search if you're currently in one. Before I dive in today, I want to start with our opening invocation. So wherever you are, you can just take a deep breath. Just notice your body and time and space. If there's anything you can do right now to help your body feel more at ease or more comfortable, you can give that to yourself. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures that we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. So I wanted to talk about this today because I don't think I've ever shared an episode explicitly on the job search. 
Uh, it's something that I do work with clients on, but it's usually at the very end of our process or it's not a traditional search. I don't I don't do a lot with like traditional apply and interview and get in because I think there are I think one that that route is a very narrow path into new jobs and it does work sometimes and it works for some people but I think there are more serendipitous more fun more uh, aligned ways I guess that I support my clients get into getting into new jobs but um, that's not to say that the traditional route doesn't always doesn't work sometimes so this topic of getting into a new job has been coming up a lot with some of my clients, with friends, with just random people or in random spaces that I'm in. Um, and I right now have been feeling really kind of out there in my thinking, you know, it's Aquarius season. And um, I, when I came to like prepare for this episode, nothing tangible was really coming through in terms in that realm of sort of soul or spiritual development or working with the seasons and it felt like there was this clear pull to sort of maybe bring some of that out there-ness or expansive more expansive thinking into what feels like a pretty stale topic sometimes which is the job search. So right away I want to say just so you know where I'm coming from that I don't believe any of us should have to work for a wage. This is something that I do want to do an episode on soon because it's a huge topic. and I know that might seem like a big statement, but wage labor being paid to work outside your home or on something that you have no real investment in is really a scam that was invented by capitalism in the in the 15th century or so and if you want to know more a good place to start is with a book called Caliban and the Witch by Silvia Federici any of her work will be helpful but in that book she details capitalism sort of origin story and how the witch hunts in Europe and the enslavement of Africans were essential to building up this new economic system and in that book and in anything you read about capitalism really one of the things that began happening was that wealthy landowners began to enclose common public spaces. So prior to the invention of capitalism, people would have been able to go out and hunt for their food or forage. They would have been able to grow some things. Um, they would have been able to fish in whatever river was closest. But what you start to see is that these enclosures are happening where wealthy landowners again are saying, are absorbing these into their private property and saying that you no longer have access to you know sort of freely support yourself on this land and instead of that what you're going to have to do now is go into a mill or a factory and work for the entire day to earn a wage and with that wage you can then purchase food and supplies that you need for your survival from you know, other merchants or from other wealthy enterprises that are now controlling the prices of grain and corn and so on. So what we think of today is like very normal that we just have to go out and get a job to support ourselves is actually a relatively new phenomenon in the span of human history, right? Before wage labor and before 
civilization really when the norm was to sort of be nomadic and be in alignment with the rhythms of the land and you would hunt and gather and support yourself with what the earth provided not to say that that was all perfect and is an ideal that we should get back to although i think it holds some real treasure that we need to bring forward now but before the invention of civilization humans could just go out and get what they needed, right? There wasn't this intermediary called a job where you have to work on something that you maybe don't even care about for much of your time and get paid and then use that money to support yourself. So I just want to say that however you feel about work or jobs or if you're in a job search right now, I want to highlight the fact that this isn't like some wonderful ideal that is, you know, working so great, right? It's not working. It's ridiculous. A lot of people are working full time and still cannot meet their survival needs. It's, it's a scam. And I hope that the way things are going, that this is starting to change and that we can start to play around with ideas about universal basic income where you don't have to have a job to meet your survival needs or even beyond that sort of collapsing the notion of wage labor and finding new ways to directly meet our needs in community and in a way that's much more sustainable for the earth. So that's my big headline to start just that I don't think this is working. I don't think this is great, but it's where we are. And today I want to support you in being with the job search, being with work as it is today in late stage capitalism with as much as integrity as we can muster. And if you're feeling a lot of fear about layoffs or career transition, I just want to really validate that, that it does feel scary. And sometimes you can sort of rationally see that maybe a layoff isn't likely in your organization, or maybe things are turning around, or like, you know, last month the there were lots of open jobs and the unemployment rate went down, and maybe things are fine, but something can still be happening in your body that's underneath those thoughts that does put you into a mode that feels like you're unsafe, or like you can't find the ground, or that, that just kicks you into fear about your future, and that's so normal and okay and one of the quickest ways that you can support yourself if that's coming up is to really give your body what it needs to feel safe limiting stimulation if you can or finding the stimulation that is really nourishing to you finding the people or the places or the animals or plants that you can co-regulate with the other beings who are grounded who are feeling okay and at peace and can give you some of that nutrition as well giving your body movement that it needs kind of metabolizing the feelings that are coming up we really need that and it's not silly or unrelated to the economy or layoffs or a job search it's absolutely intrinsically related because everything that's happening in your working life is happening through your body The other thing that I want to mention at the outset is around income inequality, and I just want to honor the fact that, again, we live in a country that values capital and economic growth much more than the lives of anything, plants, animals, humans, poor people, even rich people will ultimately be sacrificed at the altar of capital, but it will be, of course, a much more comfortable ride along the way. So what I want to share today is offered with an acknowledgement that you may be facing real, valid, unfair economic realities, and you deserve 
a lot better than that. And the hardships that you might be facing right now are not your own doing. You're living inside of a culture that makes it very hard to meet our material needs while staying well. And at the same time, I do believe that that is possible to be well and to meet your material needs, to do work that is life-giving to you and be able to pay your bills and have fun and go on trips or take breaks when you need. I believe that's possible. I have seen it be possible. And each of us who are able to do that now, who are doing that or have the potential, can continue to make space for others to do so by, you know, not spreading norms of urgency or scarcity of, you know, through giving our money away to doing our part to dismantle capitalism and really prioritize care, that we can become a culture of care. Everyone deserves to meet their material needs in a way that is dignified, that honors their creative nature as a person, and that is not oppressive and taking everything from them and their bodies. So this is a complicated topic with a lot of troublesome factors in it. And I, I wanna just make sure you know that if you're in the midst of this right now, if you're wondering like why this is so hard or wondering if this is fucked up I just want to say that yes it absolutely is and there is plenty of opportunity inside here for you to take action that's in integrity with you that is in alignment with your values that even though none of us can end capitalism on our own and that it's not up to us individually of course we can still make choices that fit for us and that quicken the dismantling of these systems of oppression that can seem so overpowering and intransigent, but that are actually quite fragile. So if you are here today because you have to undertake a job search, I want to ask you first, do you really have to? Are there other options for income? Having a full-time job at an organization is the most sort of popular, straightforward way of earning the money that we need. And there are other pathways. And if the idea of undertaking a job search or if the idea of working for someone else right now gives you a pit in your stomach, I want to encourage you to just honor that feeling to give yourself a little bit of space, like a second of space to just acknowledge that that is how you feel about this right now. And to ask yourself, if you do have to get another job, are there any other ways to support yourself right now and get the income that you need? And there may not be, and that's okay. But what's important here is just giving ourselves permission to have that feeling and make a little bit of space for other possibilities. If you do have to get another job because that's the most, that's sort of the necessary or most um, accessible way for you to earn income right now, do you have to get it in the conventional way? Sometimes we ha- we make all these assumptions that like traditional full-time work is the only way we can earn our income or a conventional job search is the only way that we'll get into something else. And those are not objectively true all of the time. You know, 
I myself have had lots of different kinds of jobs, lots of different kinds of job searches. Um, eventually, a job search was not going well. I had applied for dozens and dozens of jobs in HR when I first moved to Portland. Some of them led to offers, some didn't. Sometimes I never heard back from anyone. Sometimes there was, you know, a, an offer on the table and, you know, people who wanted me to come join them, but nothing felt right. Nothing was working out. And for me, that was something in my life, fate or destiny, or maybe it's just totally random. I don't think so, but something was pushing me to really look at self-employment as my path. And fortunately, because of my unearned privilege, uh, my makeup, and the things that I, the, the risks that I was willing to take and could take at that time, I was able to follow that path and have worked for myself now for about eight years. I also support a lot of people as a coach in, you know, maybe they come to me and they have applied for like dozens and dozens or even hundreds of jobs and nothing is working out and they want to look at something else. And it, it might not mean that they don't get into a conventional job. It, it might mean that they do later after we've done some work or they find another pathway. Um, I'm sure you know of people in your own life who have done a conventional thing and they've applied and applied and applied and nothing was working until they just had a serendipitous conversation or they met someone in the line at the grocery store. So there are times when a conventional job search does make sense. Like if you're trying to change organizations, but you don't have a big network, that might be a time when a conventional job search will work for you. There could be, you know, it could be that you're seeking a promotion in a different organization or you're moving, but you want to do similar work in a new place. Those are times when a conventional job search would make sense. There are other times when a normal job search might not make sense like when you're changing career paths completely, which isn't to say that you can't do that via a normal job search, but it, it will probably need to be significantly amended. Other times when a conventional job search might not make sense for you could be when you know that your spirit, your soul wants out of that work and wants to get into something that you build or, or art that you make. There's not usually a conventional path into doing that as much as we want there to be. It could also be that when you have an extensive network that you don't really need to undergo a traditional job search that you can tap into that network first and you may not even need to undergo a normal job search. So I just want to expand the possibilities here and if the answer is yes that you do need or want another job and that you need to use a conventional search then just be really honest with yourself about that and let yourself feel how you feel about it. You know, speak your feelings out loud. You don't have to pretend like you like this or that it's comfortable or exciting. I'm tired of pretending that putting a, putting a document into a huge applicant tracking system and then maybe doing a phone screening and then doing a really like weird interview and then not hearing and maybe you hear I'm not I'm tired of pretending like that's all normal and great it's not it's stupid right but it's where we are and you don't have to pretend like it's wonderful or great either but it might be where you are 
And of course, you don't have to pretend like it's a total bummer either if you're excited about making a change or if you feel invigorated by the challenge of getting into something new. I totally want to honor that too. I just want to encourage you to let those emotional currents flow, really allowing yourself to feel how you feel throughout this process because it will change. I also want to remind you that this is a job search, not a purpose search, okay? Jobs can absolutely be a part of our purpose, an expression of our purpose, but what you came to this planet for is a lot bigger than any of that, any job title or salary range. And if you want to dig more into your purpose and how it wants to be expressed in your working life, then I want to just make sure you know that I'm hosting an all-day retreat on the summer solstice this year in June here in Oregon. I booked a beautiful site in an old growth forest right alongside a river and for the whole day we're going to be clarifying what our purpose is and how it wants to show up right now through the work that we do. Um, And I'd love to have you if this resonates. You can learn more at the link in the show notes. As I was preparing for this topic today, I was trying, I was kind of running through my mental Rolodex of nature metaphors and I was kind of wondering like, you know, is, is the job search sort of like a mating ritual that we do? Are there themes around mating that would fit here? And I was like, no, that doesn't really fit. And then I thought, is it kind of like hunting and like a predator prey kind of thing? And I could think of examples that fit that. Um, But that didn't quite resonate, and the one that came in clearly was that this is really an opportunity to explore the themes of symbiosis, that there are all of these networks in the natural world that are mutually beneficial, and that can be true for this part of your journey as well. You absolutely have something important to offer the world to offer in your next role. And what we're doing here is looking for resonance, right? The employment relationship is inherently parasitic. That's a a parasite is a type of symbiosis that one organism sort of comes into relationship with this other organism, but it takes everything from it. There's no, there's no true reciprocity because the other organism suffers and dies. At its base, capitalism is parasitic, right? Your organization, even if it's wonderful and filled with wonderful people and they pay well and they give you all these perks and there's like wonderful family leave and yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, your organization needs to get as much from you as it can in exchange for the income and resources that it gives you. Right? They're not going to invite you to stay there and keep paying you if you can't work. Okay? And so we have to understand that, like, the symbiosis we're talking about here is not inherently altruistic, but there can be a level of mutual benefit and trust. We can make it sort of as good as it can be. But I just want to be really honest throughout this episode because one of the things I hate about the job search conversation is just how much we're all pretending like this is you know normal and good and it it's there this relationship is inherently parasitic and 
you can earn the money you need to do fun things. You can use this opportunity to grow and meet new people and come into yourself and get to know yourself. It can be beautiful. There's a lot of wonderful work being done in the world through organizations, through people coming together. So it's both of those things. Today, I want to share four tips for how you can be in a job search differently than you may have been before. And my tips are a little different than what you might see like in a LinkedIn article or from a traditional career coach. And that's because I think where a lot of us forget to place our focus and our power is on the energetics behind what we are doing. A job search is not like just showing up at work and kind of mailing it in. I, th- I find that a lot of people approach a job search as if it were a job. And it's like, here are the things to do. I do them. Here are the results I get. And I'm going to invest just as much time and energy in a job search as I would in a job. It's not like that, though. A job search can be very energetically draining. Even if it's going well, it still brings up ideas of scarcity. It's There are things happening in your body where your nervous system might be activated and you're feeling you know, sweaty or constrained or shut down. There are aspects of rejection that are happening or the potential rejection. There can also be the sense of having to fit our entire selves inside this tiny box of expression called a resume or a LinkedIn profile. So it's really important that you approach a job search like a very unique endeavor. It's not just like another task that you need to do. It really requires that your sense of self and your self-respect be larger, be more expansive, be more intense than it might normally be. A part of A huge part of a successful search is really knowing who you are and acting out of your own power, your own integrity, your strengths, even if you only are doing this to put food on the table right now. You can still be in alignment there because you're being honest with yourself and you can get clear about what you will and won't do in order to meet your material needs right now. I know it might feel really yucky to show up at an interview for a job that you don't even really want and like pretend like you're really excited about it and the people on the other side of the table are also probably pretending that the organization is so great. There's a lot of like um, facade happening in this process and I think the way that we can be in integrity with that is again being really honest with ourselves, amping up our own power and sense of self and sense of self-respect and understanding that there is a certain language required for this endeavor. There is a certain posture, a, a culture around it. And sometimes we might have to pretend or be a part of that in order to get to the next step and, and to do the thing that we need to do right now. And it doesn't have to be perfect or perfectly in alignment with our values. It can be messy. And I think as long as we're seeing it for what it is and holding our heart and acknowledging, you know, maybe after an interview, like, ugh, that felt really yucky. I need to like go for a walk or take a shower um, to just really like be with the messiness of that. There's no one right way to undertake a job search. Everyone's experience is different and it changes throughout our lives depending on what we've got to work with and where we've been. Most of what I'm going to share with you today in these four tips will be helpful to you 
no matter what though because they are largely focused on the inner work that's required the the iceberg underneath the water that we can't see but that is informing our outward external job search activities and choices so in this we're kind of moving from an inward focus to outward we're starting with us and what we have agency over and, and sort of control over and then letting that guide our choices and activities in the job search. Okay, so here are the four areas that I wanna encourage you to focus right now in your job search. The first one is on containment. Containment is really about building power. It's the difference between like an alligator that conserves its energy underwater and doesn't move very much and stores up all its power to leap onto the shore and grab that deer and drag it under the water to eat it. <laughs> it's the alligator versus like the squirrel that's just running around constantly grabbing nuts and hiding them. And, and it's not to say like one is better or worse than the other. But I think in terms of the job search and when we're trying to make these significant changes in our lives, we do need to sort of tap into the energy of the alligator, of these like big prey animals who know how to build their power and use it when it's right. There's two parts to this. One is that you need containment for yourself. You need a place every day or multiple times a day, a place where you can feel into your strength and your connection to something larger. That might be a morning practice, a meditation cushion, it could be a sacred place in your home, it could be a thing that you do right before you go to bed or fall asleep, but you are going to need a lot of mojo to do this well. You're going to need to know that you are powerful. You're going to need to know that you're supported by others, by the natural world, by spirit, by whatever language you have around the divine or whatever is beyond the human experience. So you're going to need some kind of regular touch point where you feel into that, where you reflect on all that you've been able to accomplish, where you reflect on what's feeling scary or frustrating about this process, a place where you can regularly digest what's coming up and conserve and contain your power. You might also need some extra support right now. The job search brings up a lot of shit. It's hard. It, that doesn't mean it's not beautiful and can lead to wonderful places, but like anytime we're trying to stretch into something else, we need some extra support. So if you're not already seeing a therapist, if you don't already have a coach or a mentor, or if you need you know, some extra time with your friends, I encourage you to set that up now and be really proactive about it and just acknowledge that this is a time when you need to be fed a little bit more than usual. The second part of this containment is containing the search itself. I do not believe that anyone should be doing a job search full time. If you have, if you are feeling any pressure to be at your desk for like eight hours a day because you're unemployed and the bank account's getting lower and you should be applying to five jobs a day, I want to say just very humbly from my experience personally and as a coach who has supported people through job searches, I don't think that's in your best interest. A little bit of action with a lot of intention behind it goes a long way. Especially, this is especially true if you're already working a lot, if you're already employed. 
I want to really encourage you, even if you are, you know, quote unquote, unemployed and you don't maybe have a lot required of you right now or a lot going on, to use a lot of your time just again building that sense of self and that sense of power and strength to feel good in your life. And then when you come to, you know, maybe the two hours a day that you're working on the job search stuff, you're going to be in a much different headspace than if you had just been at your desk all day kind of churning out applications. And it doesn't have to be like a daily rhythm. It can be any rhythm that works for you. But the search itself needs to be contained. It needs to be smaller than you might think it should be. It needs a specific place, a dedicated workspace that you go to. Maybe you light a candle each time you're working on it and then blow it out at the end. Um, It needs to be contained. And if you're working on top of doing a job search, then this will be even more true. And I want to say just to give you permission that if you are working on a job search while you're also working in a job, that it's okay to kind of mail it in a little bit at your current job as you're going through a search. I'm not saying you should bail or be totally unhelpful, but a lot of people put a a ton of pressure on themselves to essentially be working two jobs because the job search can be so demanding. And it's okay to kind of turn down the dial at your current job so that you do have the space and the energy to get into something new. Another piece of containment for the search is to try and let go of timelines if you can. It's so frustrating to feel like we're on this timeline, like I need a thing within four weeks. And then, you know, of course, people in the organization are taking forever to get back to you. That can cause a lot of distress. So if you can let go of expectations and timelines for yourself, that will only help you. And I'll talk more about ways you can do that in a minute. Getting back to our theme of symbiosis here for a minute, you know, there's this huge, vast fungal network underground that are that is connecting the trees and the plants that are all around you and that network can only function because it is contained it's not like the resources from the trees are just spilling into the soil and not going anywhere there are these little threads these mycorrhizal threads these little white things that are channeling those resources into the network into other plants and vice versa the little white threads are streaming resources into the tree that it needs so there's containment here the resources can flow because there are these clear unobstructed channels and that's really important you need one of those in terms of a daily place where you can digest what's happening for you and sort of build your own power and your job search is going to need that so that something can flow there and that there can be this like clear um, connection and flow of resources so containment that's number one number two is to really work with visualization visualizing with feeling not just using your thoughts to imagine what a new thing might be like but really getting in touch with why you want to do this and what you want through this next experience How do you want to feel on the journey between now and when you get into your next job? What do you want the next job to give you in terms of feelings or energy? Feeling those feelings is the most important thing, even if it's just for like a moment every day. Because again, if we're working with energy here, if the world is made up of energy and you are too, 
then what you're doing through that by visualizing and feeling those feelings now is that you're creating a resonance. You're creating a, a matching sort of vibe so that when the thing comes that's right for you, you will recognize each other. So see if you can get to the vision that feels the most true for you. And if it needs to be, if what you need right now is to visualize something else not related to the job search, that is totally fine. Again, what matters here is that you are cultivating the type of energy that you would like more of in your life. And it could be that as you do this, a different pathway, different opportunity clarifies for you. Or it could be that as you do this, you are feeling well enough and good enough and tapped into your own visions for your life that you can be more open to a job that you maybe didn't expect or things can start to flow a little more easily. You can also use this practice on a small scale to prepare for interviews. Really imagining the interview, imagining yourself there and noticing how you want it to feel and seeing if you can come up with like the best feeling, most luxurious, sweet vibe that you can for this meeting. Imagine just kind of flooding the room with light and good feeling, whatever tone you want to set for it, whatever helps you to feel like you're shifting the energy before you even get there. And imagine how you want to feel afterwards. How do you want to feel when you're walking away or when you hit end meeting or, you know, get off the call and really making space for that and and cultivating those feelings now. Your mind, our minds can be so oppressive and tricky and like come up with all of these obstacles. And they are also these incredible tools to clear a pathway for us before we even get to the thing. And when we incorporate our entire selves, not just the brain, but how we feel in our body, the images that can come from the heart itself, then we can sort of come fully online and start to create a a pathway in the future that feels the way that we want it to feel. So that's number two, visualization. Number three is becoming very attuned to flow. The first part of this is really about resourcing yourself. I I spoke earlier about how if you can let go of timelines and expectations for your search, that that can be really useful. And I know that that's not always possible because we're bumping up against real material needs for resources. We need money to pay our bills. So if we can, we want to find other ways to be resourced, whether that's pursuing unemployment, if you are between things and you think that you could could qualify for that, if you were laid off or um, even if you were terminated or if you left of your own volition, there's still a chance that you could qualify. It might be worth calling or talking to someone or applying anyway and seeing what the organization says. They may not contest your filing for unemployment. You could also qualify for state or federal aid right now. You can get clear about how long you can go without income if you are between jobs. You could try to find other sources of income. You could ask for help from a partner or family if you need to rely on someone else for a while. It's really helpful to get things moving outside of the job search so that you feel more stable inside of it, so that there's not as much pressure, so that you do feel like you can take the time 
to be well, to take care of yourself, to do the visualization, to um, not take the first thing that looks okay but that doesn't quite feel right. Getting resources flowing in other areas is a great way to support yourself as you are on the sort of job search journey. Some days you will not want to do the job search and that is okay. Remember that if what you want next is to feel more at ease, to feel more balance, or to feel more simplicity in your life, then it's really important to make your current experience that way, to give yourself permission to do this with a lot of ease, to really trust that something wonderful can come along, that you absolutely have the power to you know, get into something better, that there could be something better out there for you. If you want to feel more spaciousness in your life, then it doesn't really make sense to make the job search so crunched and pressured and yucky because it, it, it could be that then that's more what you get into in your next job. So again, I know we're playing with like income inequality and real financial stressors and I know there's a lot of fear around having gaps in your resume, but I just want to help you kind of take a deep breath and remember that what you're doing right now, what you can do is to take steps that are really in integrity with you and aligned with what you want to cultivate more of in your life. So what I'm talking about in terms of flow here is getting other income, other resources to flow so that maybe there's a little bit less pressure on the job search and also allowing yourself to flow through this experience, giving yourself permission to maybe take a break one day or to notice what's happening in your body along the way. And when you start to feel the crunch of it, when it starts to feel really yucky or constraining or you're having a lot of anxiety about it, see if you can kind of just step away from it for a moment. Try something else. All of this is related. The job search just is part of your life. It is part of you. So nothing is a waste here as long as you stay honest with yourself and clear about what you're committed to. It is absolutely okay to take a break from actively applying or from actively interviewing and coming back to it when you feel more grounded. The other thing in terms of flow is just to really treat yourself sweetly when rejection comes up. If you don't hear back from someone or you learn that you don't get a job, really just to like pile on the sweetness and allow those feelings of grief to move through with a little less spikiness so that they don't pile up and build on one another so that there is this sort of clear flow of feeling and trust. My fourth tip is what I'm just calling make it easy to be found. Um, And this is getting into some of the more external action, some of the more sort of strategic stuff. If you think about our metaphor of symbiosis here, then networking really can be just an action in human to human symbiosis. My theory about networking in terms of career, work, job search stuff is that all that matters is that you are meeting with people that you genuinely like without expectations and that you treat them with a lot of grace and care and that you leave little imprints of care all over and that you follow the threads that feel good to you even if you can't see how they could help you or how they're gonna you know get you into your next job or even if they're in a completely unrelated field 
it never hurts to just cultivate these little connections that may not make any sense until years later and you're both in the same area and collaborating or this new opportunity comes along. But really, if you feel yucky about networking because you feel like it's supposed to be this super calculated thing and no one really enjoys it and we're just all trying to get something from each other, then yikes, just let go of that. You don't need that. But I do encourage you to be out there making it easy to be found. (laughs) And I really, really encourage you to be meeting with people and talking with people that you like, that you feel good around. It doesn't have to be, you know, five a week or 10 a week. It doesn't have to be like super pressured, but I do encourage you to be out there in the world, cultivating these little caring, kind connections that will inevitably serve you. One, just because you're a social human being who needs connection. And two, because I don't know, there's some there's some kind of energy at play that what we put out into the world comes back to us and it could be that these connections bring you some kind of synchronicity or opportunity and it could absolutely be related to your next job and I encourage you to be honest about your job search and how it's going and what you want next because no one can help you if they don't know what you're looking for or what you want next. The next piece of this is about resumes. So I encourage you to just get your resume in good enough condition. It does not have to be perfect. It's really unfortunate how we, you know, are relying a lot on applicant tracking systems and robots and AI, you know, systems that sort of look for keywords in the resume. And we just can't change that. Like, that's just part of it. There are some things you can do to get your resume just in good enough functioning order which is to use like a simple font, to not use more than two fonts in the document itself, to use clear headers, to try to limit it to a page or a page and a half, to use language that honors your accomplishments rather than just the things that you have done or like the tasks that you've been assigned. Um, so the diff- it's the difference between like, I piloted a program with a 50% increase in enrollment or something like that or um, you know I led a team of six through a change a process making a change in an organization that that uh, led to a 30% reduction in turnover or something like that where you're really focusing on the thing that came through the fruits of your labors rather than just listing like I led a team I managed a team right? That's a lot less compelling. So just doing a nut, like, and you can search for just resume tips or everywhere. And there's not, again, not one perfect way to do this, but I find a lot of people kind of obsess over the resume because it feels like what we have control over when ideally the resume is just there as like a backup that, you know, after you've had a networking meeting or after you met someone at a thing then they can say like oh can you send me your resume and we'll take it from there ideally there's been like a meeting or a connection and the resume is just there to like support and validate what they already know about you Um, sometimes that's not possible and we are just using it as an application tool but try not to obsess over the resume just get it in working condition um, and then and spend more of your time kind of on some of this energetic stuff and on networking. That's really a huge piece of this. 
Another area of this is, of course, LinkedIn. Depending on your industry or your role, this could be really important. It could be not important at all. I think for anyone in the midst of a job search, again, you just want to have LinkedIn, your profile there in good working order. It can be just good enough. Mine is not stellar. It's just, it's fine. <laughs> you know, the most important piece I think is, is actually the picture. Um, LinkedIn has this they have all this data, of course, about what a good profile is and how it gets tracked. And with a picture, a good picture that's like clear and and close up and like work appropriate. I mean, depending on your role in your industry, like you do you, but something that is clear where the person can actually see that you're a real human being, it's 14 times more likely that your profile will be viewed. So it's important. You just want your name. You want to finesse the title under your name it can you can um, massage it a little bit if you're shifting this is like a larger conversation but if you're shifting into a different role or you want to get into another role you can use the title to you to use those keywords so it could be that you you know put in that you're looking for a role in human resources or you could put like human resources prof professional seeking next director role or or whatever but the headline under your name is an important search function for recruiters and organizations you can also turn yourself turn your profile on so that you can be found by recruiters um, this can be a double-edged sword because uh, you may be fielding a lot of inquiries that feel sort of silly or not helpful but again the the point of this is to make it easy for the universe to find you. It's make it. We want to make it easy for the next right thing to find you. One, through networking. Two, through having a good enough resume that you can use when you need it. Three, to use the platform like LinkedIn. It could also be that you want to use other platforms to make it easy to be found. And the fourth is to really just keep doing what helps you to feel grounded and good because these are also avenues by which new work can find you. I'm sure all of us know people who were just out doing something they enjoyed and the next thing came from that. That's real. There are also lots of people who found a job just by applying online and that's real too. But it doesn't have to be all one or the other and we don't know how your job search is going to conclude or unfold this time around. So why not do the things that feel good along the way and really trust that the right thing is going to find you when it's time. As long as you are clear about what you're doing and why you're honest with yourself and you're taking the actions that feel courageous and aligned for you, you can't really go wrong. All right, before we wrap up, I just want to share some thoughts about what you can do if there are a lot of doors closing. If you feel like you've been in this job search, maybe you've tried some of the things I've mentioned. If you haven't tried the things I've mentioned and lots of doors are closing, I'd say pause and pause your search and start implementing some of these things because I think they do really change the whole trajectory. But if you have been doing some of these things and you've been patient and you're feeling like nothing is moving, like you're not getting interviews or you are getting interviews but you're not getting offers or you're getting offers that are really shitty and nothing is feeling good, then I want to invite you to consider taking a pause. For so many of us, the thing that we want comes when we are 
taking a break, when we're not even looking for it, when we've decided we don't want it anymore, right? Sometimes all of our work and efforting can become a block because the thing can't just come in. We're not ready to just receive it. We're like efforting so much. So if you need to take a break, that is absolutely beneficial for your search. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to decide how much time you want to take and really give that to yourself. The next thing you can do is really let yourself feel the grief, the disappointment, whatever is coming up, the anger, the rage, and really allow that to move through more quickly with less stickiness. Um, That's a great way to kind of change the, the way things are going. It could also be that this is just a difficult thing and maybe what you're being asked to do right now is to persevere more than you might normally. Maybe you're someone who isn't really used to putting in a lot of effort and maybe this situation right now is an area where you're being asked to grow and feel into what it's like to work really hard and keep going when things don't seem to be working. Um, that that if your intuition is that that is it, then I encourage you to, to look into that and keep going. It could also be that there's another path that wants to be looked at. You know, again, like in my personal experience, I was at this point where nothing was moving or working in my job search and I realized I kind of just needed to surrender to working for myself and to grow that. And so see if you can find your growth edge here. Look at what is uncomfortable about this or what you might be avoiding. You know, it could be that you really hate networking and you don't feel like it's going to help you and it is something that you don't want to do ever. That's an edge for you. That is something to look at and maybe to work through and and try and really lean into networking and doing more than you would like to. It could be that what's uncomfortable about this is that your soul is screaming that it really wants you to make your art and that nothing's going to work great until you start doing that. So it may be that you need to give yourself that. It may again just be that you need to keep persevering and trusting that something is going to work out. So finding the edges where there's this discomfort or where there's this like where there's this tendency to avoid is a great way to get some new movement. I also just want to offer that my book Winter at Work can be helpful if you find that there's something new that wants to come through. That book details the sort of work of winter and integrating and working with the seeds of new potential. I also offer work-specific tarot readings. I call them higher calling tarot readings. And that's a place where we could look at what might be going on under the surface and what your soul is trying to do through this experience. Um, And so that can be a, a place an opportunity for clarification for you. And I'll put both of those things in the show notes. I really hope that this episode has felt helpful to you. I hope that it has given you some new perspectives or new ways to approach a a thing in life that can be really tough and you're not alone in it. You, my therapist always says you are alone, but you aren't. (laughs) No one can do this for you. And There are lots of people doing their own processes like this right now. There are people who can and want to support you through it if you need it. Um, So keep going. Keep going in the ways that feel like that resonant rightness in your body. Um, Again, you can't go wrong. 
I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side.